It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Friday the 4th of February. It's Friday already. We've got through our first week. Well, not quite yet. We've got a good show ahead of us. The next three hours, three hours we're going to talk a lot of sport. And, well, there's Winter Olympics. Winter Olympics starts this weekend. And it's arguably our strongest team with so many medal chances heading to the Winter Olympics. Luke Hitzel is Snow Sports New Zealand Athlete Development Manager and he'll be on just after 7 o'clock to talk about it. It starts today over in Beijing and looking forward to chatting about that with Luke and our, well, our medal chances. Medal chances at the Winter Olympics. Can't wait to have a wee chat to Luke about that. We've got so many medal hopes Going over, so looking forward for that one. And then time for our Waikato Stud Racing Preview at 7.40ish with Andrew Carsten, who has been flying as of late. And, well, we'd love to lead you in a few on this weekend. There's a few meetings, Wingatui and co. So he's, he trains Hasbro. My dad's had a few punts on Hasbro and taken a bit of, bit of money and my brother. So he'll be up and about and he'll be listening to this. Hasbro races this weekend and he is... One of the favourites. So looking forward to chatting to Andrew Carsten about this weekend's racing. And then 8 o'clock, it's our McCafe Coffee Catch-Up with Cricketer. Now, shot putter, the one and only big man, Tommy Walsh, to chat about the cricket and his plans of late. So looking forward to chatting to Tommy Walsh. He was very, very impressive in the Black Clash, opening the batting with uh, Stephen Fleming. Well, Stephen Fleming was 16 from 16. So a bit of a, you know, just... just Playing it, playing it around and getting, you know, farming the strike and getting our big Tommy Walsh on down down in the end because Tommy Walsh is swinging at everything. So looking forward to chatting to Walshy. And then we're going to finish the show strong. We're going to finish it strong with a bang as we cross over to Sydney, 1170 SEN, the breakfast show, to chat with Joel and Fletch. They're all around good buggers. Looking forward to chatting to those two, Fletch and Joel, over in over in Sydney, we're going to cross over and chat with them and see what they got planned for today and the weekend. So, yeah, 
keep the Texas coming. And bad, sad news for Invercargill. Obviously, the news that Super Rugby won't be played in Invercargill is going to force life bar under the roof. The challenges that they've had to face already. I know there'll be a lot of people down in Invercargill gutted. I think uh, the New Zealand Rugby and the players have probably made a smart decision just with, with weather. They want to play an exciting brand of footy. So the roof is probably the big calling point in the end. So we'll chat about that throughout the morning anyway. That's enough from me. I'm going to say good day to the team in Auckland. Joe, Kez, Kaz, and Louie. Hope you're a good team. And now I'm going to cross over to Baz, the skipper McCallum, who's, oh, he's been busy. He's been busy. He's been up and about, always working, always hustling, as my good co-host and skip of the show, Baz Skip McCullough, mate. How are you, brother? Oh, good morning, Israel, as um, Rob Nickel called you yesterday. <laughs> Izzy to us, but Israel to, uh, to Rob Nickel. Good name for a horse, actually, Israel. But no, we're uh, all good All good here, my friend. Thank you for acknowledging my work ethic as well. Is mm. was up last night quite late. IPL auction coming up and one of my other hats that I wear obviously is as Kolkata Knight Riders coach and I can't get over there for the auction so I've got to do it remotely so there's a fair bit of planning goes into it and that included being back in my studio here in town last night because the internet's much better. The internet in my place, not great. Fine for watching racing, not great for Zoom calls. Um, and so I, was, uh, I had to come back into the studio about 7 o'clock last night and got home at about... 10.30, 11 o'clock, and uh, up and about, as you say, this morning for uh, for a bit of radio. So, all good. That's just how it is. I tell you, there's going to be a couple of late nights. February 12, February 13. The auction starts at midday over there, which is 7.30 p.m. our time. Yeah. And then it runs through to uh, 7.38 p.m. their time, which is about 3.30 a.m. And that's a Sunday night. And then we've got work on, uh, we're, we're doing the, the show on Monday morning. So that could be a bit niggly. You have to carry me there, brother. Oh. Need, <laughs> need you to really bring the heat that day. <laughs> I'll just, I'll slip in the 1-1 and just, you know, have a nice cushy ride. And, yeah. uh, and you'll, have to, you'll have to lead us strong there. So that's all mate, in mate, front talk, of us. Talk to us. Talk to us about the auction. Like, well, is, it, is it like, you know, when you go to bid for a house, you know, yep. Or horse, you're bidding, standing there and just putting your hand up and taking bids and bids and bids and trying to... Is it kind of like that? It must be pretty difficult kind of. trying to run over the, over the camera. Kind of, mate. It's <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Caracas House, you know, and, and you get a horse yeah. parades around the ring. Well, the, the player doesn't parade around the ring, but there's a photo of the player up on the screen with the statistics and... Um, mm. And everyone's done all their research, obviously, leading into it, um, and they have their targets. But they're all they're split into various groups. So the marquee players, of which Trent Bolt is the only New Zealander which features in, the, in those 10 marquee players, they go first. So they get put in sets. And you don't know which player in that set comes out first. That's random. But, but you know the sets. So it'll start with um, your marquee players, then it'll go on to your batsmen, then it's your wicketkeepers, then your bowlers. And that's all capped players. And then you go through your uncapped yep. players, which is guys who haven't played international cricket. So, yeah, so it's quite a fascinating process. There's about, I think there's something like 550 or 600 players who have put their name in for um, the IPL auction, but there'll probably only be about 120 actually go through the ring, so to speak. Mm. Um, it's free to enter. 
the auction as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of players who just try their luck and, and hope hope that someone likes something about them. But, yeah, it's quite a fascinating process. And it's just, this one's such a big one, bro, because it's a reset auction. So this is the mm. big auction where you can only retain four players, up to four players each team. And there's no guarantees that there'll be another auction in the future. So you can be setting your team up literally for for the next decade um, and in this job. It's quite volatile India. So in the job, you've got to plan as if you're going to live forever, but you've got to live as if you're going to die tomorrow in it as well. So you've got to, you've got to make sure that you're picking players who will be franchise players for a long period of time, but you also can't invest too heavily just in the future. You've still got to find a way to be able to get results in the here and the now. So you yeah. need to sort of spend a bit of money on that too. So, yeah, there's some good players. I think some, a couple of the New Zealand guys will, will make a lot of money. Um, I think Trent Bolt yep. will make a lot of money. I think Lockie Ferguson will make a lot of money. Um, outside mm. of that, I'm not really sure. Um, but a couple of those guys, I think they'll be pretty hot property. Um, there'll be mm. there's always uh, you know there's always some Australian players who guys don't really know who end up getting a whole heap of cash, and everyone goes, "Why? Why is that?" It's normally because the big bash is on right, leading into when the auction is. So that's kind of like the last the last real major tournament that they see. But now the PSL's yeah. on um, as well. I see Colin Munro got more runs overnight, 71 off 37 balls unbeaten. So he continues to impress, and I'm sure the New Zealand... Do you see him getting swept up over As is the IPL. Yeah, he could do, actually. Yeah, he could do. Yeah. He's he's done well in franchise cricket, mate. Internationally, he's done well. Mm. He's got three T20-hundreds. But he's also done well in franchise cricket. Um, it just depends on what people are after most of the money will get spent on the Indian players um, which it should yep. because you can only play four overseas so you need a strong Indian contingent um, so most of the cash will get splashed on them and then the top top uh, international players will will make the money but someone like Munro could could definitely um, hey. speaking of money Oh no, this is this is a bit embarrassing actually. It's a little bit embarrassing. Oh no. <laughs> so so yesterday I, I sent through a message. I sent through a message. I actually rang you, didn't I? I was like Izzy, I got a problem. Have I been scammed? And you're like, What do you mean, bro? I was like, you know, on my NFT purchases, because you're the NFT, you're like my mentor when it comes to NFTs. <laughs> like you're well well across it. Non fungible token dag, they call them. You're like my, you're like my mentor, and so I ring you, and I was like, I followed this, I, I set up, I was gonna, I tried to buy this Alpha Kong thing or whatever it was, and um, and I commit, I committed, point one ETH, Ethereum to those of a different era, to this purchase, but it was a direct message, and I followed the process that which I thought was going to get me the ability to own it, and you're like, oh no. What'd you say to me? What'd you say, bro? Like, oh, no, you didn't. What did I, say? I can't remember. What did I say? What I know you didn't. Did you click on the no, DM? Never ever yeah. click on a DM. Only through your There's some life lessons there, eh? Official links. <laughs> there is. Yeah, yeah, not, there is life. That's not just NFTs, that life lesson. <laughs> just never ever click on the DMs for any, <clears throat> anything. Just leave them out. But So I followed. I followed that DM thinking that I'm going to get 
on the whitelist, which again for those from a previous era is like gives me a chance of getting one cheap. And what do you know? My, the the money came out of that account, and nothing come back in. <laughs> so, some fella overseas has just rinsed me of it was four hundred bucks or something as well. I was like, oh, point point one ETH. I was like, you're kidding. I could have had that on the dogs or something like that though. Fox Four. I was like oh. absolutely gutted, highly embarrassed at my my uh, nah. my rookie Honestly, NFT yeah. trading behaviour. It's normal, mate. It's normal because when I first started this journey, I was getting DMs in my Discord too. So you have to turn off your DMs in your Discord because when you join groups, they actually it looks so legit. It's planned perfectly. You think you're actually legit, legitimately yeah. going and buying these NFTs. So they clicked, they sent me a DM and I went in, clicked on it, and it said mint. Mint for this. I was like, you're whitelisted mint. I was like, sweet. Went to what? I went to, like, went to mint it. Minting it means buying it. Um, and clicked on it. But at like uh, transaction error, transaction error. So it wasn't going through. Mustn't have had enough cash or something. I don't know. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? What's going on? Anyway, I forgot about it. And then. When I started learning a bit more, they were like, turn off your Discord um, DMs because you're going to get scanned. Uh, only thing, so the the thing with Discord is it makes the the project official. So when you when you join projects, you go on their Discord. They've got two hundred fifty thousand members. Um, you got the the creators, got the the mod the moderators that are on there. They're doing all the conversations. They're doing all the talking, and then they they'll send out announcements that will tell you the official links that are going to be the minting websites or, or where you need to go for announcements. So Discord is your home for safety. That That's where you know it's going to be legit because when you start doing the NFTs, and I've noticed it, it comes up on your Instagram all the time and then what's happening is people will start, fig- like algorithms, they'll figure it out and they'll try and flick you um, direct messages just to catch you out like, like they caught you out. But listen, learnt, mate. <laughs> Lesson yeah. learned. You just oh. stay, uh, stay in the Discord, oh. and if you're unsure, just flick, flick the lads a message. And uh, when you rang me, I was like, "Oh no, point one. We can handle that. We can handle point one. But if it was half point five, oh, sorry, man. Yeah, no, that's true. It's probably a cheap lesson, really. I mean, I probably mm. could have learned that lesson in the horse racing game a little earlier. <laughs> Would have saved me a bit of cash. <laughs> oh, crikey! But anyway, it was NFT rookie. I should have gone to my NFT mentor, Izzy Dag, but I didn't, and I got burnt, <laughs> and that hurt. Um, what about uh, yesterday, first day of school back for, for the kids? That was quite yeah, emotional. How was that? Day in, in our household. Uh, well, for Maya, it was her first day at Intermediate, um, and she's been a bit apprehensive about it, as most kids get, right? Like, as they yep. leave being a big fish in a small pond at primary school, and then head to being a uh, small fish in a big pond at Intermediate and having to meet new people and understand new structures and things. And she's quite a sensitive little soul. Um, but nah, she she had a bit of a tough old day yesterday working through that, but she'll be right. She'll get there. Mm. Evie, on the other hand, the young one, play on. <laughs> yeah. Not a worry <laughs> in the world, you know. It's like this all in her stride. Mate, I, I could send her overseas, I reckon, to boarding school and she'd, she'd be no problems whatsoever. Just, yeah. they're all so different, eh? They so are. Different. They are. What do you think that is? Because I'm the same, mate. I'm the same with, with Arlo. He's he's very homely, 
doesn't really like leaving home, loves his, loves being around his parents, whereas Tilly, like on Friday, she never had a sleepover. Uh, we're all with our neighbours, and she's best friends with our neighbour's daughter, Evie, and got towards the end of the afternoon, I'm going to stay at Evie's. And we're like, oh, whatever. I'm going to stay. If she's three years old, I'm going to stay at Evie's. Okay. She goes and packs her bag, like honestly, and go gets her stuff, chucks her car seat in the car, takes off, and she goes and stays there, mate, three years old. Just <laughs> see you later. Comes back the next day. I'm like, can I have a cuddle? She's like, nah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> just whole opposites, mate. Like, you're so right. And I'm just thinking, my son, he just he's a bit like me. He gets real homesick. My daughter, she don't even care. She's off. But worried about that one, actually, Bez. Need a lockdown window. <laughs> It's cool though, <laughs> like it just. I mean, it is cool because then it, it obviously it allows us a bit of independence as well as as parents yeah. too. But yeah, I don't know, I don't know, because then you've got Riley, who's I mean, Riley's seventeen and a half, or you know, going on sort of twenty five. He's working this week, sweeping floors and helping out down at the local mechanics here, um, trying to earn a bit of dust before he pumps it all back through as his muffler deleted BMW 320i <laughs> or something. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. He's Is good. it still He's loud? Um, loud. Oh, mate. <laughs> loud. Real loud. It's actually, it sounds all right, actually. I'm no bogan, but it does sound quite cool. And he's right into his cars. He always has been. Um, and then and the local um, fellas here down the road, they actually work on uh, all those big um, Mustangs and the Shelbys and all of that, and mm. they, they spruce them up. So Riley's living his best life, just tinkering, uh, tinkering away with uh, with those sorts of cars oh, down the road during his holidays, earning a crust. He, he would have loved the car I was in last night, Bears. I went out for dinner, and my good friend down here, Brad Cook, he's just bought a, a New Zealand new Impala, mate. Impala, and it is so nice. Nice little maroon Impala. Are, uh, like I like old school, but I've never really been in them. And I went in that last night. And they got the whole bench seat, mate. That's so spacious. You're just rolling the V8 sound. Oh, New Zealand new, mate. So it was in great nick. And I was like, wow, this That's is cool. Awesome. This is cool. So he'll love that. He'll love that. So you went out for dinner last night. I know we're going to get to a break soon, but you went out for dinner last night, and you've been you've been sort of training quite hard. How'd you go at mm. dinner? Yeah, I went all right, mate. Look, it was, there was there was dumplings and there was what else was there? There's nice chicken, <laughs> nice chicken. And, and the thing is, because as at the moment I'm only eating once a day, I'm only eating once a day, so I eat dinner. Oof. And throughout the day, if I do have something, I, like I I cut out bread, cut out carbs. But if I do have something, it might be a shake at lunchtime. So oh, my tummy shrunk, and I got you know how you eat with your eyes quite a bit. Wow. Bless you, objective, right? I, <laughs> I don't mean my tummy shrunk, but the in, inside, I just can't eat as much bears. <laughs> so I ate with my eyes, so I actually left the place uh, feeling a little bit crook because I ate too much. But um, no, it was cool, man. Went out for a nice little dinner here in, in Christchurch. But man, honestly, these restrictions, I went up to this place, Mr. Brightside in Christchurch, and uh, I went, how's it going, mate? I said, oh, since the restrictions been dead so hospitality man doing it pretty tough at the moment with all these changes and uh the way things are going mm. yeah we should talk about that in a sec as well with the border changes uh announced yesterday we've been a little bit vocal about it also maybe we talk about that in just a sec but just watch this space izzy dag maybe on the comeback 
maybe on the comeback trail, stripping fit. It is 6.21 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.